0: Chip from The Real Dirt. Now today's Dirt, I have my good buddy, Fahaj with Canna, HireCanna.com. Man, he has developed this great platform where he hooks up workers and employers in the cannabis industry. Man, finding qualified workers is one of the hardest parts within the cannabis industry, and sometimes you just grow so fast that you can't easily hire. And one of the things they've done is they've they've created a network of employees and employers so if you're interested in the cannabis industry and want to start at the ground level or if you're an experienced grower you can come talk to them at hirecanna.com. really nice guys uh today we talk about you know everything that you need to be employed in the cannabis industry talk about the ups and the downs we talk about what it's like to be a uh, employer and uh, the difficulties of the employees. So sit back, fire up the largest joints you can, and then join us for the real dirt. <music> Welcome to another episode of the real dirt on today's dirt i've got my good buddy fahaj we're talking about working in the cannabis industry say hello to all our public people here hey y'all super excited about this one you know uh, uh i met far here in oklahoma a friend of a friend um and he operates a business uh that's a uh, people management software for the cannabis industry this is mainly, um, man, like, a, uh, I don't know. How you explain it far. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way to say
1: it is, you know, a lot of the jobs in the cannabis industry are kind of entry level. What we do is we build the supply side of workers in new markets and then, you know, farmers, dispensary owners can just push a button and hire vetted, trained diligent workers on demand. So
0: that's what right. we do. It's, it's kind of, it's, I mean, it's work, it's like work placement, almost, but uh, yeah, and the the like a like a home advisor
1: for the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. you know, or like a thumbtack. That's kind of where we're at.
0: So uh, to to one of the things you guys do is you 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 help people find trimmers or growers or or laborers, right? In in yeah. the Oklahoma City area or all over. Right now, we're focused on the
1: Oklahoma state um mm-hmm. primarily oklahoma city tulsa and south oklahoma but hopefully we'll get to expand a lot beyond that over there
0: And uh, how how did how did how did you get involved with this what was it, <laughs> what was you, what were you doing previous to this
1: so uh this is like a pretty funny story actually but for two and a half years before this company i was actually the ceo of a company called fade essentially it was a barber booking platform that helped you find the right barber for your hair type so people who are traveling all over, black brown dudes who get haircuts every single like two weeks, uh, that's who we were focused on. So, launched it in Dallas. We and, grew wait, it, to and early it was revenue. called Fade.
0: Yeah, like so a fade. And, and for all of the for all of the white people out there, a fade means what? Fahad.
1: Uh It's a specific type of haircut. So you can get like a medium fade, a high fade. It's kind of the blend uh, when you're having a shear run against your hair on the side of your head. Right. So, right. Right. It just yeah.
0: fades back. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, so we were working on it. We launched it. We grew it to early revenue. And right about when we were raising our funding for that round, the company, you know, our competitors won the marketplace. You know, one raised a boatload of money and Square, the payments platform launched. And they were like outspending us 32X on all of our acquisition channels. So long story short, I put the numbers into my P&L and it looked a lot more red than I needed it to be. (laughs) So we decided to wind down the company and literally four days later, uh, now our partner Ziljin, uh, he gave my CTO a phone call and was like, hey man, fun fact, I have a cannabis farm in Oklahoma. Another fun fact, I just fired my grandma for being a really bad trimmer. Uh, the other thing is I need y'all to drive up and help me get the stuff ready to send over to my dispensaries. So we were right. like, okay, you know, we packed up into a car, we came up here to Oklahoma and while we were trimming, he was like, dude, I'm like a $10 super cuts guy, you know? I don't need a master barber to pull up to my house. Like, why don't you just make an app where I can push a button and hire cannabis workers? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that was 23 weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So have you, have you launched this yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, so we're already live um, in Oklahoma. Right now we're deploying around 300 workers uh, and we're running paid pilots with 14 businesses. So,
0: so mm-hmm. far so good. And and the 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 app is that live? Yes, uh, we
1: have like a web app right now, but we have the full mm. app going to be live in the summer.
0: Oh, excellent, man! You know, uh, uh, we 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 got in. We moved to California in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, we got jobs. Me and my 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 girlfriend at the time, but now my wife uh, got jobs trimming you know, weed in the cannabis industry. Literally, like we went to a medical marijuana um, uh, meeting, right? Medical marijuana just become legal. We met this guy and he offered us jobs immediately trimming weed.
1: And for him,
0: it was the best thing ever because he had been growing weed for 30 years, but he couldn't advertise necessarily for trimmers. So he saw me and my wife. We were fairly, you know, we were clean-cut hippies at the time, (laughs) (laughs) right? And uh, and uh, he he hired us, and uh, he really those guys really mentored us and and showed us the way. on um, because because trimming is the entry-level job in cannabis, right?
1: Yep. Right, like
0: everybody, even though if you like maybe already be growing a little bit or like have a little stash. Or, you know, whatever, like it always, like in the industry, that's entry entry level.
1: Yeah, because I mean, there are like machine trimmers, but they just, I mean, you, you told me about that specifically. They just don't yeah. do a good job, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you still have to have
0: people to use the machines, right? Yeah. So, like, you like- still have, you know, you have to like, you still have to have people, right? No matter what, if you're using machines yeah. or not
1: we were uh-huh. actually doing some research and talked to some of our farms and they were saying, you know, like they spent five to $15,000 to get like the, even the really big machines and they were like, yeah, it wasn't worth it because it was damaging the trichomes. It was like they're doing like blood yeah, totally. damage and they're like, I'm just, it's not, I want to go back.
0: <clears throat> right.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there is definitely a space for automation and yep. you know, there's a way to, to use all of the machines right and wrong um you know we uh the, the green bros are really a great product and, and and you know we just see people use them as an extension of the scissors and yeah it might not do as good a job as hand trimmed yeah. man with the green bros and a, and and like some good operators because that's the thing is like you, get you, know, close. you gotta have a good operator yeah right man it just helps out like and yeah it, you're, it damages the weed a bit but like you know
1: I think if you have like really large farms, yeah. If
0: you have a really large farm, if you're doing it for extraction, if, you know, if, if you're trying to sell a a cheaper product, like those are all ways, you know, to use machines, but you still got to have people to run it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. We were, we got to visit
1: like flower one in Vegas, like that huge, like Mm -hmm. farm processing facility. It's like. Right, It's almost like their compliance is like almost like FDA level, almost like they're preparing <laughs> for it. But one thing that I saw was like they had all of like the people hand trim, but they used bucking machines and they pretty much had like assembly lines to automate like the inefficient parts of the process, uh-huh. which is like box tracking and like destemming the thing and removing the sure. fan leaves and stuff. That's sure. where they used a lot of the machinery and to like for the final touches, they still had a little bit of like human interaction, even though it was a massive farm. Right. Um, yeah. So 97, 96 was when it was legalized in California,
0: right? 96 was when it was legalized in California. We moved there immediately. We, me and my <laughs> wife were already involved with uh, cannabis and yeah. cannabis uh, politics. And we were in, we, we met each other at the University of Georgia and we were involved in this thing called the Cannabis Action Network. Oh. And we went to a protest down in, or an action down in in. Florida, Jacksonville, Yeah. with this guy Murley. Murley was a doobie tosser and he'd gotten arrested for like, you know, throwing a out thousands, thousands of joints. It was an annual thing he did. <laughs> great guy. And, um, and, uh, uh, we met Jack Hara there Ooh. and we all stayed at this one little compound that was literally called Bort Ganja, and Jack smoked me out man like no one ever <laughs> had but we was so good oh so good you know i was at the time 23 and he he smoked us out and he you know i'm just like so high and he's you know you know jack would like tell people these stories and he'd get you into it and he'd say and 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 we need good people like you to come to california because now we've got medical marijuana legalized yeah. and now we need to make it you know really happen and that that's why we uh that's why we moved to california man jack was that a road trip or a flight we oh we packed up the car with a bucket with a a box of records my cat and an ounce of weed
1: oh (laughs) my god that is awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is hey man this is a perfect time to take a break uh um. Uh. uh, uh and uh, uh, roll some weed up, and then we get back to the conversation. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> you roll up?
1: Um I usually like to roll up something with that has a lot more C B D than THC. Mm. Uh, so Zildjian actually got me this like 16 to 1 C B D to THC flower and that's been mm-hmm. great.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: Everybody has their own type, right? <laughs>
0: I like the I like the blendo the CBD to yeah. to ganja for sure. I put about one third CBD, two thirds of ganja in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like it, man. Most of the yeah. CBD stuff is grown with just water outside, and it smokes super smooth. Uh, you know, really a good smoking product. I yeah. know it's different from ganja, you know, um, but I, I I just can see the I I yeah. I, I can see it all. Right. Yeah, I, I
1: just really enjoy, like, the more, like, relaxed body high versus, like, the, you know, like, I, for me, it's, like, my brain is running, like, 16 different thoughts at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same way, man. Yeah, I'm the yeah, same so, way. that's awesome. So, so, you know, one of the problems with, uh, with, with employees in the cannabis industry in the past, it's been so, like, dubious, like I was saying about our, you know, the guy Nelson who hired us, he wanted to hire people, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't know anybody. Yeah. Uh, um, but you guys are doing something really interesting with, with the the way you guys put it together is you do background checks and then you train people a little bit. So yeah. when they go into an, you know, an, uh, a cannabis uh, operation, um, they at least <clears throat> have some sort of success, right. Or some, you know, Yeah. right. What, what do you think the, uh, The turnover rate is with people coming into the ganja industry, hemp industry.
1: It's wild. So, like retail and hospitality, the turnover is around like 20 to 30%, right? And each like bad hire costs like $3,500. In cannabis, the turnover is like six out of 10 employees turnover in the first two months.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And a bad hire can cost anywhere from $7,500 to 100 grand plus because, you know, they're the, definitely like trust as a service is something that the cannabis industry entirely revolves around. They're good people doing good work, helping get good products. So that's what we found out. And it, I think a lot of times like an entry-level worker, the biggest problem is they, there's like misaligned incentives. You know, the head grower, has responsibilities already so much at the start of a day. He has to make sure everything's up and running has to keep up with his people. He doesn't really have time to teach the workers coming in exactly what he needs. So when there's a little bit of context that changes the entire environment, because now the workers can just take ownership of what direction to go, check in with a leader or a manager of some sort, and just be in constant communication with the grower without taking their time. So that's when we were like, okay, I think, you know, the problem that really needs to be solved in the cannabis industry is education and like education that's credible because like, you know, you can't go become a grower at a university today. I heard right. there are, like, some universities that offer it, but... Yeah,
0: you know, many universities have some sort of cannabis uh, course now. You know, yeah. uh, University of Colorado, uh, Denver University. I heard about um, that. You know, all, is that Oaksterdam,
1: right, which is pretty no, popular?
0: Oaksterdam, Oaks- I don't think they're part of a um, a state school system or an affiliated school system. They're a private school, probably. They're pri- private, air out of, uh, they're out of the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, they've helped a lot of people start out. Uh, Yeah, education resources is absolutely the number one thing because, you know, previously it was this handed down thing Mm. that one person would hand down to the next and give them like the knowledge on how to grow, cultivate, harvest, um, you know, deal with your money, hire, you know, trim, process, sell. Like it was was all this underground thing, but now like so much like... I mean, you can just talk to anybody. You can call any professional in almost any industry and they'd talk to you about packaging, distribution, supply chain, point of sale, banking. Like, it, I mean, it, we, we really, I mean, we're, we're legitimate now. It's a, yeah. you know, a real business. Absolutely. And I think that's what
1: allows these businesses to scale, too. It's like once they can like transition into having like you know digitally accessible currency and giving people <clears throat> regular people benefits, insurance, and the ability to create an industry that's credible. Because that I think we talked about that, right? It's like mm-hmm. if a farmer comes up to you and says, I have 15 years of experience working at this right. black market farm, like how right. are you gonna do a reference check? <laughs> it's like there's, right. there's no real way to translate that experience into real time. You've but like, now here's my a, sack
0: of weed. Yeah. <laughs> look at it
1: it's so dense it's like how do we know we didn't buy you to buy that from a dispensary
0: uh-huh <laughs> yeah. I mean.
1: but yeah i think it's really interesting and i think there are a lot of opportunities and at the same time the one incredible thing that i've seen about the cannabis community it's a very collaborative community and the people who are leading the charge are so open to helping each other out and setting the pace for the next kind of future generation of workers that are coming in you know so i've loved that
0: You know, you, you've got an interesting perspective because that's why I wanted to have you on the, the, the shows because you get to talk to all of these other cannabis business owners and many of the people that we talk to here, you know, they're just, they're, they don't talk to really anybody. It's just their, their business, man. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk to all these people, do they have like common problems on, on hiring or doing business and, yeah. And
1: what was funny is like somebody recently made the, uh, <laughs> they related the cannabis industry to in and out. So if you look at like employee happiness or satisfaction rates, there's something infectious about in and out employees, like from the guy flipping the burgers to the cashier, like the smile on their face is so honest. And even this person at the call center has the same kind of energy, but that's because they don't see in and out as like a one-stop shop to get to that next paycheck and get out to their next part of life a lot of people see it as this corporate ladder of opportunity to actually climb up and build a career in things that they're passionate about. So just knowing the fact that like, you know, for example, in Uber, what's like the ultimate success criteria for a worker is to one day become an Uber black driver, right? They never really Mm -hmm. evolve into another position within the company and transition into corporate uh, because that's why like the best Uber drivers are the ones who turn over fastest. Cause they get the money that they need, you know, they get to that next position in life and they're like, I'm not, I'm not driving Uber anymore. Cannabis on the other hand is really interesting cause it's kind of like oil and gas and it's like nursing. It's this huge like employee employer marketplace where people can, if they learn the skills, transition into that next step. So a trimmer, if they learn what it takes, have the managerial skills, can become a team manager. Now they can become yeah. a part-time grower assistant. If they learn about processing, transition to that or extraction or go into cultivation, And in three to five years, get a full-time job that's paying them six figures a year, you know? And I think that's really interesting. And I think that's where also education and giving that upward momentum will have huge impact.
0: Yeah, it really is true. It's one of the few industries right now that you can get on the job training and move up to the top quickly if you got your shit together. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. The people can trust you. You work really hard and you're willing to learn and you're coachable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People like that will <laughs> succeed tremendously in this industry. All
0: right, here I've got i I've got a handful of things that I would like to suggest to anyone out there who's interested in getting a, a cannabis job right now, no matter what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole or condescending. I've hired hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, and unfortunately I've fired a fair amount of of, of those people too. More people, however, have quit than have fired, than fired. So I'm I'm just gonna just gonna tell you a, h- a handful of things you should do. All right, these are the simplest things. If you already know them, then just be the like, whole chip, of course. <laughs> All right, one. Show up early. Noon, fifteen minutes. Right, the first time you show up at the shop at the place you're gonna work, show up thirty minutes early so you make sure you know how to get there. Right number two is already have your food and everything ready for the first at least day and see what it's going to be like some places it's easy to get food some places it's not take food with you there's number two number three is show up clean and prepared this also means not hungover Uh, or extremely high on anything, especially ganja dabs, right? Uh, It is a ganja job, but it's not like it used to be and it's not, uh, you know, it's not like a Rasta party here, right? (laughs) Absolutely. i know some farms it might be and good to you don't get me wrong but there's work to do right and it's you know there there's time for uh, puffing up you know a- after the job right um hey man if you're really inquisitive and interested listen before you start asking a bunch of questions right just don't bombard people uh, when you show up on day one or two or three or four or five with a bunch of questions, right? Uh, new employee, new employers don't necessarily like that. They like you to ask a question and then catch on to everything that they're saying. If you don't, of course, ask another question. But shut the fuck up. Keep your head down and uh and and don't ask a lot and lot of questions because you're eager and you want to learn but the best way to do it is just you know uh uh, keep it keep keep it cool keep it cool i
1: think the whole point of showing up to job one is so you get invited back the next day
0: Absolutely, all those get you invited back the next day. That's first day first day impressions right there mm-hmm. and And you know, we've gotten a few people um through your organization, and they you know we didn't ask them back or ask you not to bring them yeah. back and um and they it just didn't fit in, right? yeah, uh, man, clean up, be clean, mm-hmm. right absolutely clean up your station clean up your area be clean
1: yeah and i think too like another thing that we've noticed is there's like no there's no opportunity for ego in the industry right and like it's like you're there to learn you're there to be coached you're there to be a part an important part of the cogs of the business and your whole job is to help increase the output and help these owners succeed. And when you do that, they'll curry favor back to you. So we've yeah. seen that a lot. And you know, the most like, successful people within Canada itself are you know, generally older or, or a lot younger. They are people with like, experience working in the service industry or doing mm-hmm. blue-collar jobs and are now looking to take a shot at something new. And it's just an interesting Uh trend that we've seen, but they've been like designed for success because, you know, they sit there, they put in their hours, they crank it out. And at the same time, you know, there's always like a good conversation they're having, learning about the different aspects of the industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter. We work with people of all ages for sure. Yep. Uh, And, you know, it doesn't matter to us. Uh, You know, we don't have like a, you know, a set parameter. You know, we, we yeah. I literally look in people's eyes and if they got this light, <laughs> right. And I can feel like I can hang out and talk to them for a few hours and then they'll get hired. Yeah. That's actually the, the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that's like, I mean, we get burned about that all the time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah. it's something like that's, that's the primary requirement. They have to go. All the rest of the stuff, and this is what I love about working with you too, man. Is here's how it works with us: we place an ad. Well, one, hey, we want to hire somebody, let's write an ad. Two, let's place an ad. Three, let's go through all the emails. Four, let's go through the resumes. Five, let's start calling people. Six. People come in for interview. Seven people get eliminated. Eight, we re-interview. Not, you know, (laughs) they show up for the first. (laughs) Right. It's like literally a nine-step process before you can and get, you know, a job. And with you, I call you up and they're there the next day. Right. Don't work out. Hopefully 30 minutes early. Yeah. They don't work out. They come back. You know, we get somebody else. And like I really like that on, I mean it's like tryouts, man. It's like tryouts. Yeah. Right. People some people yeah. interview great. Right.
1: But that doesn't necessarily <clears throat> mean it translates into like long term relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Another thing too that I heard is like this concept about like cherry picking Mandy's. Have you heard
0: about that? What what did it was say again? Cherry picking mandies. What's them? So it's
1: like in groups of trimmers, right? Uh-huh. Usually, like the market rate for trimmers by per pound, right? Oh, So oh, they pay oh, like oh, 100 bucks or 150 per pound. So, cherry yeah. picking mandies are people who we see who are like pretty greedy and it's like themselves over the group. So they would go oh, in hey, and bro. get all I don't the white like, cola.
0: I don't like that you villainized a, a feminine character here so okay we're going to call them cherry well, pickers RP. and we're gonna get rid of the mandy's part okay bro <laughs>
1: okay i agree cherry picking peeps right or peeps. <laughs> cherry
0: pickers yeah i'm about to Jerry- villainize peeps <laughs> cherry, pickers. <laughs> cherry pickers totally dull. yeah but <laughs> it was it was
1: really interesting i just heard it from one of our growers and i saw it happen for the first time and i was like oh you know it's like when there's a group of 15 people what people should be worried about is getting to the most amount the fastest together, right? Versus them individually, yeah. kind of. And that 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 yeah. culture is changing dramatically it is. now. And I think because it really used exciting. to all be
0: by the pound, and now it's yeah. mostly by the hour. I should say, right?
1: Yeah, and I think right. it makes sense. It's like if you're a really good grower, and you know, if they're good trimmers, they can do a pound and a half to two pounds a day. It's like strategically speaking, mm-hmm. one, the worker has guaranteed income, and now yeah. two, the employer is getting a lot more out of a lot less time. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of very interesting transitions as the industry progresses, but one thing is for sure is like the fact, like nobody could think about how many jobs could be created just from legalizing this industry because mm-hmm. how diversified it is, right? Yeah. From marketing cannabis people to cannabis lawyers to it's, it's really amazing to watch
0: yeah oh man there's there's so much economy anything that touches any normal regular business also touches Mm -hmm. cannabis. you don't just have to grow ganja uh, or sell ganja to to do to do well or to even have a life in this business like there's plenty there's plenty of plenty of plenty of spaces that's for sure yeah um Yeah, man. Uh, So, so what do you, where do you, where do you, this is all just started. This is all just like infancy. Where do you see all this going?
1: I mean, what we really want to build is like, like a supermarket for all Mm -hmm. like the apps that you need to manage your cannabis business. And I think that's where a lot of like the market is headed towards too is consolidation. Is people invest heavily into educating individual markets. And eventually over time, they all come together and be this federal superpower, right? Across the states. <laughs> and there are be, <being laughs> I think right. that, that that's where I said it. Like, if you look at like the biggest, it, now is a very interesting time in the market space. But that's my thesis is that it all come yeah. together. And what people will do is they'll invest a lot of resources to educate new markets faster. And then access mm-hmm. to, you know, resources like banking, insurance, benefits, like a lot of these other things will be democratized for the people who are in the industry. and. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning about it every single day. And like I told you, I'm no cannabis industry insider. I've been in technology and startups for a while. And all I'm doing is talking to as many people as I can, as frequently as I can. And it's just, it's so exciting to watch. Because, Man, like it's, who moving would have so thought
0: it's moving so Oklahoma fast. Oklahoma
1: would have the most number of licensed dispensaries in the States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more yeah. licensing here than, than any place else in the country. It's, it's an awesome awesome place to be. I'm I am stoked to be here in Oklahoma, that's for sure. Uh especially yeah. especially these days. Uh <clears throat> so hey, hey man, how how do we get in touch with you? How how well, we, if if somebody wants to like just follow you on on the social media or to get in touch with your your company, how how does it work?
1: My handle is Farhad Mayan, F A R H H A, Mayan like the Native American tribe uh or actually the Mexican South American tribe. I'm, not, I'm very foreign back-to-back tripping dude but uh yeah look at farhaj mine on google it's pretty easy to find i've made myself that way and for our website it's higher um
0: i would love to connect with a k K. dot com yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so easy to find easy to talk to and i'd be more than happy to have a conversation with anyone who reaches out
0: so man if, if if there's you know, many of our listeners out there are either in the cannabis industry or they want to get in the cannabis industry. Yep. Man, I, I'd like to give you, I'd like you to give us two, two pieces of advice. If you're in a cannabis employer, I want you to give me a piece of advice. And if you want to be in the cannabis industry, I, I want you to give me something.
1: Absolutely. Um, one, if you're a cannabis employer, I think this is a really exciting opportunity to put a little bit more trust into the, a lot of different people coming into the industry. And two, I think it's an amazing opportunity for you to teach them the ropes and have and share clear expectations of what they should do to earn your trust. You know, that way a lot of people will build solutions to solve your problems faster. uh, And then you'll have really good relationships that you can rely on. Uh, I think it's like very essential, you know, for us, a lot of people like you Chip, like Dave's from Altam and Zenoa, people who put their trust in us and constantly give us feedback are the reason why we're able to move as fast as we can. For people looking to get into the industry, come in with clear expectations. Uh, you know, don't be misguided by like the hopes and dreams of like this being like <laughs> like Woodstock is a career. Uh, come in with clear expectations, be really excited about the opportunity to build a career. Like Chip said, be inquisitive, but not aggressive about it. And you know, if you are a good worker, you put the team's priority over you and you sincerely in the industry to help out and because you believe in the social impact that it has, you're going to succeed, no doubt about it. You know, I think it's about the right time and it's about finding your culture fit because I think that's also another thing that's important for people to realize.
0: Yeah, Yeah. dude, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You know, we're nothing without our employees. uh, Literally, uh, as business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, we can't do anything without the people we work with. So big up to all of the people that work with me at cultivate colorado cultivate oklahoma growers soil bakers medical uh, certified seeds uh, yeah yeah, all all you guys i probably missed a couple people out there but uh, thanks i appreciate every single one of you (laughs) it's an
1: industry by the people for the people
0: right yeah totally totally (laughs) totally. great bro well hey we'll we'll keep chatting later man
1: sounds like a plan
0: Wow, that was an awesome episode. Uh, really enjoyed talking to Farsh. Um, you know, uh, we've used them several times here in our Oklahoma City operations, and uh, man, they, they they they're really building something cool. I know how hard it is to hire people, I and mean, personal relationships and 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 cannabis and trust, or you know, can be difficult. But uh, you know, people like uh, Far have been able to help with people like us and other cannabis entrepreneurs and cannabis operators to kind of fulfill their dreams and really scale their operations. Um, you know, relationships with your employees and employers are the, the most important thing that you can have as business. I know people say customer is the most important, but without your employees, without the people that work with you and for you, you can't do much at all. Now, if you're like me and you're a cannabis entrepreneur, man, my head's in the clouds all the time, not just because I'm smoking ganja every day, but, you know, man, I'm just always thinking and dreaming and wanting to build new stuff. And, you know, without my employees and people that can focus on their particular expertise, cultivate Colorado, cultivate Oklahoma, uh, growers, cocoa, you know, I I couldn't do any of that. So uh, I want you guys to, Go out right now, give your employer a call or give your employee a text or give them a pat on the back and just say thank you. Thanks for being there. Thanks for helping me out. Thanks for giving me a job. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's just continue to work on our relationships with our fellow human beings. Love you all. If you like this episode and others, download it on therealdirt.com. You can also look at us on iTunes, The Real Dirt Podcast. Please subscribe and comment on our Instagram channel. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on The Real Dirt.